It is week. Who cares what number week it is? It is Brawl of the Wild Week, Cat Grizz Week, Grizz Cat Week for those of you that want to call it that. It is the biggest week in Big Sky Conference. It is what we have been preparing all season for. I cannot be more excited. We have a special Big Sky Big Takes Your Around the Horn style podcast brought to you by the Big Sky Podcast Network and Montana Mint Sports. On the show today, we have two Grizz fans, two Cat fans going head to head. And even more special, we sent producer Jerry on a train to Idaho, who is with our guest host, Brian Marceau. Brian, I'm going to turn it over to you in one second before I do. Everyone heading down to Cat Grizz this weekend in Bozeman. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter feed, the Montana Mint Sports Twitter feed, the Grizz Fan Pod Twitter feed. We are going to do a meetup with all our fans and listeners somewhere Friday night uh, downtown, probably around 5 o'clock. Uh, we'd love to have you stop by. We'll buy a beer or you could buy us a beer. Um, and I think we are ready to rock. Brian, let me turn it over to you to introduce the panel. Thanks, Barrett Tycoon. Good to be here. Uh, like Barrett Tycoon said, we today we have two representatives for the University of Montana, two for Montana State, representing our Grizzlies from the Grizz Fan Pod. We have Brent Wahlberg and regular host Barrett Tycoon representing yeah. Montana State Bobcats. We've uh, got everyone's favorite Montana State homer, Hot Take Nate, and the up? first and best gambling prognosticator in the Big Sky Conference, <laughs> Montana Parlay. I think it's just first now. <laughs> the first and last best prognosticator, Montana Parlay. So, it's pretty bad. We're, we're going to keep the questions Cat Grizz-centric for the most part, guys, and we're going to jump right in. Uh, so first one's an easy one. Cat Grizz is obviously the biggest game on the Big Sky schedule. Everyone has it circled from day one. What is your favorite Cat Grizz memory and why? Hot take, Nate. Take it away. It'd be way too, way too easy and painful for me to mention last year's fumble at the goal line for Britt and uh, uh, Bear Tycoon. They would, they would not be happy with me. So I, w- I would never bring that up and make them actually have to listen to that again. Uh, my favorite for real memory would be in 2003, a freshman at Montana State. The kickoff return to open up the game. We had just beat the Grizz for the first time in 16, 17, whatever, how many years it was. We came back home, and uh, Corey Johnson took the opening kickoff all the way back for a touchdown to open up the game. I will never, ever forget that the rest of my life. Uh, I can remember literally everything about it, and uh, – that's my favorite memory is the 2003 Cat Grizz opening kickoff return for a touchdown. We won that game two straight. It was pretty fun. You know, Brent, based off the Montana-Montana State record, you probably have more shining memories to look back on. Uh, what's the best one for you? Well, everyone teases us Grizz fans about living in the past, right? So I'm hoping my best memory comes this Saturday. But in place of that, 2008, the Montana Grizzlies surprised the whole stadium, the whole fan base coming out in throwback uniforms. Nobody had any clue. And uh, we actually, on our Grizz Fan podcast, that is just a shade under three hours long, the last hour is an interview with Andrew Schmidt, who was on the team. And he told us something that I'd never heard before, is that when the team came out of the tunnel, ran out from underneath the helmet, the crowd actually, there was a noticeable pause in the cheer for the team because it was such a stunning visual sight to see the team running out in copper uniforms, uh, copper and gold that they had not worn since 1995. Grizz went on to just steamroll the Cats 35-3. to 
incredible day, something I'll never forget. So Montana Parlay, what about you? Anything more recent than a way or nine, or are you living in the past too? Oh, I'm living in the past, but uh, because it was the first one that I attended. 2005, I was a student, second time around in college, at Montana State, back when the tailgate section in the student area was still a party, security was lax, I didn't have a ticket, because back then, you only needed to show your your, uh, college ID to get into every game but Cat Grizz, so I didn't plan ahead, but (laughs) I found someone with a stamp and got in at halftime. I don't remember a whole lot of the game, but... When we beat the Grizz, we rushed the field. My roommate went first. He got taken down by security. I got on to the goalpost, rode them valiantly across the field before I fell off on the track and suffered a concussion. But uh, (laughs) it was a great victory by the Cats. And last, Bear Tycoon, a lot of pressure on you being a panelist for the first time. What's your best Cat Grizz memory? Yeah, so my least favorite memory of Cat Grizz is deciding to be a panelist because there's a lot more preparation that goes into being a panelist and being a host. Um, uh, my favorite memory, you know, look, most uh, I kind of read this as most memorable, I suppose, instead of favorite. Um, favorite is obviously all 25 Grizz wins since I've been alive blended together into one glorious moment. But the most memorable moment was uh, 2014's Jake Bleskin's uh, meltdown. Um, I felt bad for, for Jake Bleskin and I was responsible. We put out a tweet, uh, we either put on our, our Facebook account, or I think we did on Montana, uh, mint Twitter account where we found out that Jake Bleskin was a a general studies major. And so just like some throwaway comment, like, well, at least Jake Bleskin has his general studies degree to fall back on. And the amount of hate mail and rightfully so we should not be making fun of we should not be making fun of a kid, but the amount of hate mail, hate messages uh, that we got has just stuck with me that that the Internet is is a beast. But um, I think I'd, I'd have to go. I'd have to go with that. And then, of course, like Brent, my favorite is going to be this week's when the Grizz take down the cats. So we've got two cat fans and two Grizz fans on the podcast. We're going to take the next question by team, starting with Montana Parlay. Parlay, what needs to happen for your team to take home the Broad Wild Trophy this Saturday? Okay, well, the obvious answer is win the turnover battle. It's a cliche that's been said before every football game ever played. But more importantly and more specifically, the Cats need to limit what Rovig does. I wouldn't mind if he doesn't even show up on the field. No offense to the kid, but I just... I've watched too many games of him under pressure, and the Grizz are going to bring it. They also need to manage the game better than we have. Weber showed last week that you cannot make mistakes early in the game against the Grizz, or you're going to bury yourself. So we cannot, you know, run the stupid two-point conversion spread out play. We got to manage the clock better than trying to run out a field goal unit as time is ticking down, instead of just clocking it, we can't make those seemingly little stupid mistakes that might not lose the game against UC Davis or, you know, Northern Colorado, but will definitely lose us Cat Grizz. So we need to play a tight, um, error-free game and force some turnovers out of the Grizzlies. 
Hot take Nate Parlay sounds like he thinks Montana State doesn't have a ton of margin for error. Uh, what do you say? Well, first we need to win the score battle. We need to score more points. So once we do that, <laughs> we're going to be fine. Profound. Profound. But, <laughs> but, no, but for real, um, I think the Monta- Montana State just has to stick with their identity. And it's been running the football. So right now it looks like I was at the UC Davis game last weekend. Troy seems healthier. Isaiah Fonse is back. He's healthier. Travis Johnson was healthy. He had a 75-yard, 79-yard uh, touchdown scramble off a very broken play. Montana State just needs to stay with their identity just like they did last year. They got down however many points it was, 20 points, and they kept running the ball, pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. What I saw at UC Davis was that we have this offensive line that's going to give them some space to run the ball. We have the talent to run the ball. We're not going to win it through through Rovig. I met Rovig's dad last week, and I almost felt bad meeting him because I've talked so much shit about him. I was yelling when Troy Anderson was on defense, almost intercepting passes. I was yelling, QB1, baby, QB1, and I felt bad. But it's the way it is. We're not going to be able to rely on Rovig this weekend. We have to rely on what won it last year was the running game. This year, it's going to be the running game. We have to pound them. We have to just rely. We ha- we're going to have to have put Troy at quarterback to win this game, and I'm. Uh, it, it sucks to say. Tucker Rovig is not the person that's going to win us this game. We're going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to pound it. We're going to have to stay with it. The coach is going to have to have patience. Even if Rovig is struggling early, we have to run the ball, do what we did like last year, not get too caught up in the moment. If we get down a little bit early, just have that confidence in our running game, and I think we'll be all right. Now shifting over to the Grizz side, Bear Tycoon, uh, what do you say about the matchup heading in? Does it look favorable for the Grizz, or do you, do you see it similar to how the Cat fans see it? I mean, first off, I hope producer Jerry can hear this. I hope he has his headphones on. I can't believe how far over the time limit the Bobcat fans are going. Poor producer Jerry has to edit this down. Um, to me, the key to the game, I agree with Nate, and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I think Jeff Choate really cares about this game uh, more than anything else during the season. I think he sees that this is an opportunity for the Cats to win four Cat games in a row since the 1970s, the first time to do that would happen in my lifetime. And because of that, I think he's going to have uh, Troy Anderson in a quarterback. I think it's going to be a Troy Anderson-focused offense. And if that's the case, the Grizz D is going to need to step up because they have not seen anything like Troy Anderson all year. Now, Barrett Tycoon makes a good point. I understood the cat responses to be their performance art of controlling the clock. Uh, but Brent Wahlberg, tell me, what, what do you think Montana needs to do to come away with victory? You know, Montana's a performance art school, and that was a terrible performance by the Cats. So, uh, you know, what I got to say, the, the, the thing that <laughs> worries me the most about the Montana State offense is the diverse amount of different run plays, personnel carrying the ball, zone read, option. I mean, it, I think everybody on the team is thrown for a touchdown, it looks like. And so the the Grizzly defense, of course, you, you look at their – they're glaring issues statistically and uh, you know you look at it bluntly and it says it's the pass defense but as someone who's watched every Grizz game what you notice a lot of it is uh, plays where the defense gets out of position gets fooled a little broken play some trickery things like that and this cat offense really dials that kind of stuff up the Grizz are going to need to stay at home, stuff the run, and not get fooled too much. I don't think they can play a flawless game defensively, but they can't let too much stuff get over the top of them because I could see some big scores happening. Now, looking over at producer Jerry, 
he's a little bit surprised that no panelists reference that that Montana is the number two rushing defense in the Big Sky at allowing 107 yards per game, or that no one brought up that Montana State is the number three rushing defense in conference play, adding 120.6. But maybe, maybe we'll get that fixed with our next question. And final question of this round before we get into our drill down. What benefits the Big Sky Conference more? The Grizz winning and locking up a top three seed for the FCS playoffs, or the Cats winning and giving the can- the conference a shot at four seeded teams. Brent, take it away. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know if either really benefit. I mean, you know, we could talk about what benefits a fan base. And, of course, each of us wants to win and get, get a seed, get a better spot, do better. The one thing I would say, of course, there's a lot of talk that says if the Grizz lose, they're going to be a seven or eight seed maybe. And if the Cats win, they're going to be a six or seven seed. If that scenario plays out and we get four Big Sky Conference seeds, and Grizz and Cats are seven and eight, we get a week off, and we win that next game, and then we're both going to James Madison and North Dakota State. There's not going to be a lot of Big Sky Conference football after that then. So it might be better for the Grizz to win, have a more comfortable seed, and then we can see a few more games in Big Sky Stadiums as the playoffs move forward. Bears Haikun, what about you? Uh, I agree. Look, I think the Grizz win. They lock up that three seed. There are multiple games in Washington Grizzly Stadium. Um, that is great for our atmosphere. That is great for our recruitment, recruitment, not just to um, the Montana schools, uh, but to the Big Sky and to the FCS generally. Having these games on national television, not on, not locked away on Pluto TV or Root Sports Northwest, but on national television, available for everybody, having as many games in Washington Grizzly Stadium is important. Look, having having four teams in the playoffs is going to be great. I like the idea of having at least one of the Big Sky teams playing in week one so we can tally up some wins. And I think that whoever is in the, in that first weekend, if any of us fall there, uh, I like their chances. So Grizz locking up the top three seed, no doubt. Hot take, Nate. It's not surprising that Grizz fans think it's best for the Grizz to yeah. win for the conference. What about you? I really don't give a shit about the Big Sky Conference as a whole, like when it comes to playoff. I just want my team to do well. Um, the best thing to happen would be five teams to tie for the win, or for tie for the title of the Big Sky Conference, just to show how stupid <laughs> our scheduling is in this conference. So I'm, I am going to take it there. I'm going to take it to the scheduling thing and take it to how stupid it is to have 19,000 teams in our conference that could actually win the conference. So. Um, I think it benefits the Big Sky to figure out what they're doing with our scheduling and how many teams we have in it. If we win, Weber loses, Sack loses right, whatever the hell it is, I just want the Cats to win. I really don't care. But I just want five teams to tie for the Big Sky Championship <laughs> so that everybody can look at how stupid our scheduling is and see how stupid of a model we have in the Big Sky right now. For those curious... Montana State would need to win, Montana needs to lose, Weber needs to lose, Sac State needs to lose, and Eastern needs to win, which would yes. give us our five-way tie. And Eastern want it. as a tying Eastern tying for first place would still not make the playoffs. Yeah, and that's the best part out, about how dumb our that, fucking schedule is. That's just glorious though. <laughs> to close us out, Montana Parlay, what about you? Well, I definitely want Montana State to win, get a seed. Uh, have a chance at making the semifinals. But if we want to look at, uh, you know, overall, uh, the best story, especially coming from the Montana Mint Sports Network, it 
you got to look at a ch- chance to win the championship, and that would be the Grizz getting a two or three seed. Now, you know, as much as I'd hate to see it, that's really their best shot. You do not want to go to Fargo. Uh, I don't see either of our teams being beating NDSU. They're one of – as good as they've been lately, they might be better this year. So the only chance in hell you have of beating them is down in Frisco – you know, outside, away from their, you know, I guess it is their home away from home. But at least one of our teams having a shot at the championship and, you know, the Grizz have a shot at a two or three seed, which gives them the le- most likely path to that championship game. As, as little as I want to say it, go Cats. That that took a lot of heart for Montana Parlay to, uh, to say that Montana should win. Uh, producer Jerry is thinking about awarding him points for that, but we also think he may have just been sucking <laughs> no. up. Uh, so it's we we may tabulate up. this later. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna shift down to our drill down. Uh, which spoiler alert, it's actually just a cat grizz drill down, a little bit different than typically is. Uh, next question: Somebody has to lose on Saturday. So let's get the spin going right now. If your favorite team loses, what will you cling to as a silver lining? Or what will be the narrative you tell yourself so you do not drink yourself into oblivion afterward? Bear Tycoon. Look, obviously a loss is going to hurt no matter what, especially being in the stadium four years in a row. It's going to hurt big time. The silver lining, though, is to be like, listen, Bear Tycoon, if you could go back in a time machine the middle of August with the super hard Grizz schedule and, and tell yourself, Guaranteed, the Grizz are going to have nine FCS wins. They're likely going to be a seeded playoff team. That's a great outcome for the season. So I want this win, but overall, I'm not going to let one loss to a ranked team kind of overshadow what's been a phenomenal year for those Grizzlies. Montana Parlay. Jeff Choate picks up his first loss to the University of Montana. What do you cling to? Well, there's zero, zero silver lining to losing Cat Grizz, but if they do lose, I'm hoping it's a wake-up call that they need to get things in order, both QB development and recruiting-wise and offensive coordinator-wise, because there's too much damn talent on this team to be wasting the most important position. This is a championship-caliber team, or at least... You know, outside of NDSU, JMU, a top three team in the nation, if we have a quarterback as good as most of the other teams in the Big Sky Conference. So Brent, what do you say? Well, you know, I think the best silver lining is, you know, if the Grizz do happen to lose, I still think they're going to finish better than eighth place. Is that correct, Hot Take Nate? just want to prove a a single voter out there wrong but you know the other thing uh uh pointed out yes uh the grizz were projected to win six or seven games this year by most people uh and i think that was also early montana mint uh, uh discussion as well too so we've already exceeded where we're supposed to be but the other great thing about this grizz team is we're graduating four seniors per side of the ball. We're building the depth. This, what is being built here at the University of Montana is taking us back to where we were 10 to 15 years ago on the field in terms of wins and dominance and production. We're seeing it, we're ahead of schedule. 
it's going to feel great after the sting of the loss goes away. Fortunately, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. You know, Brent brings up a good point. According to Massey ratings today, University of Montana has the second toughest strength of schedule in the entire nation. And even even finishing with a loss, you got nine wins. That's not a bad season. Hot take, Nate. Close this out. What's your silver lining? I wasn't really listening to much of it because I didn't really want to think about the Cats losing. I was watching Montana State beating uh, Grand Canyon right now uh, on ESPN+. Plus. No Pluto. Uh, but the biggest – I think the takeaway I would take is it's like it's about time the Grizz won a game. It's been three years. It's been like 1,000 – I followed this account the other day on Twitter uh, days since <laughs> – uh, uh, U of M has beat MSU. It's been like 1,600 days. It's about time. Like the law of averages are going to catch up with you. My silver lining is you had to win one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be this year. I think it's going to be, you know, we're going to get into the the 1900s uh, of days that it's been since the Cats have beat or the Grizz have beat the Cats. So I don't think it's going to happen. But at the time, it's just it's the law of averages. The silver lining is like at some point they have to beat us. Like, it's not going to be – we're not going to beat them the rest of our lives. So, if they win this year, you know, it, it had to happen at some point. Nate, with the bold take that at some point between now and the end of time, the Cats will probably lose to the Grizz. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry's going to give him a few – Jerry's going to give him a few points for that. Uh, next question for, – forgive me, Nate. If the Grizz, Weber State, and Sac State all win this weekend – they will all have the same record and will all have split wins against each other. How should voters rank these three teams considering they all, they've, they all have split records? Hot take, Nate. Tell us. Who's number one? Who's number two? Who's number three? Uh, I'd have to go Sac State, number one. Grizz, number two. Weaver, number three. Sac State absolutely manhandled Montana State. They manhandled the Grizz. Um, Weaver came into Sac, and that was a game that was – exciting to watch everybody was looking forward to it thompson got hurt i wish we could have seen what was going to happen but i think sac state had him so i would go sac state one grizz number two weaver number three if uh, all this happens brent uh yeah so i for me i would say grizz one sac two weaver three I think especially if you looked at it from a playoff type of perspective, the Grizz are on the longest would be on the longest winning streak of the three teams of those teams as well too. The Grizz would have the most FCS wins, the highest Sagarin ranking, and the highest strength of schedule per the Massey rankings. So a lot of things in our favor. Grizz one, Sac two, Weber three. Montana Parlay. I keep hating to say things like this, but I mean if the Grizz win by a touch don't do when, it. If, big if, the Grizz win by a touchdown or more, it'd be really hard to take them out of the top spot given their, their recency bias. But when you break it all down, I'm putting Sac State at number one. Pretty sure Nate knew I was going after him and he stole my narrative because if you look at his votes right now and his bets, he doesn't believe in Sac State as much as I do. But Sack pulled off an epic streak earlier in the year, and they were due a down game when Weber came into town. Yeah, and Thompson went out. Yes, they were down by, I think, 17 points at the time. But look, the Grizz have shown that early leads don't matter in the Big Sky Conference. The good teams can definitely come back in the second half. Cats showed that last year in Cat Grizz, too, by the way. So with Kevin Thompson, they might have beat Weber and 
Sack would be sitting at the top right now anyway. All right, Barrett Tycoon, how do you feel about this? I I, I go Grizz one, Sack two, Weber three. The the reason I put the the Grizz above Sack State up. Uh, Aside from all of the reasons that Brent listed off, which are very valid and strong reasons and fact-based reasons. Um, but I think the Grizz played the arguably their worst game against Sac State. Dalton Snead got banged up in that game. Uh, I would love for there to be a rematch at some point in these playoffs to see uh, what the Grizz could do against the Hornets because the Hornets have a great team. Uh, but I think the Grizz can beat them, and I think they would beat them uh, on most nights that – one sad night in October just didn't work out for us. Oh my God. <laughs> now uh, looking at Jerry and he's shaking his head because the correct answer, I mean, we, we got a lot of good stats, a lot of good points. The correct answer is Sac State one because they had the most convincing win over Idaho Grizz two. Cause they had the second <laughs> most convincing Weber three. Cause they only had a single score win. <laughs> I don't think there's any way, any other way to slice this. So I don't think we got Great any point. points there. Yeah, but I mean, it was a nice try, guys. Last question of the drill down. You guys are all going to be in Bozeman this weekend. What non-football activity are you most looking forward to, Montana well, Parlay? I pretty much prepared this question. You know, I'm looking forward to meet meeting up with everyone, and most of this question was to uh, poke fun at the guy who ducked this podcast, Mr. Mike Nugent, because I was most looking, f- wow. most looking forward to drinking the cold smoke that he's bringing me for beating him in two Big Sky Conference bets back when I knew what the hell I was talking about when it came to picking games. So that's what I'm most looking forward to is sharing one of the only good things to come out of Missoula with all my Montana Mint buddies. Bear Tycoon, are you looking forward to something other than Mike Nugent? <laughs> well, Mike's part of it. Um, he's a big part of it. Uh, but I'm most looking forward to, look, Montana Mint Sports uh, we got guys that ride for us, contribute all over the country, all over the state, and it is a rare opportunity when most of us are in one location. So really looking forward to grabbing some beers with the dudes. Uh, and also I'm looking forward to the Connell breakfast buffet that we have at the hotel. I was scoping <laughs> out the menu. I'm going to carbo load before the game so I can have a bunch of beers before I walk in. Follow up. Hot take Nate. What are you looking forward to in Bozeman? Uh, I love Bozeman, just uh, going to school there. It's a special place in my heart. I get to uh, show my girlfriend who's going to be coming with me uh, the place where I got to go to college. It's a a beautiful place, an amazing place. So I'm really looking forward to just getting back to Bozeman, showing her that the biggest part is, and it's very sentimental (laughs) seeing all these idiots that I get to talk to right now uh, on this call and make me look like an idiot as we drink way too many Coors Lights. I'll probably get in trouble uh, that night for drinking way too many Coors Lights, but it's going to be pretty fun regardless. Yeah, wow, sick brag, Nate. You have a girlfriend? <laughs> yep. It's pretty it's pretty sweet, dudes. You guys should all try it. Nate, we're all happy for you. Brent, <laughs> close us out. Well, uh, and ruining the theme of the segment, as Nate, uh, as uh, Mike has ducked everybody, I am actually not attending Bozeman. Uh, I will not Such be what? Boo, that's bullshit. So, Producer Jerry, you can just cut me out of the call if you want. And so what I was going to say was, you know, at one point, Bobby Houck would always tell all Grizz fans, don't spend a dime in that city. 
But um, he's a douche. you know, we have now seen we have now seen a much kinder, cool. kinder, gentler Bobby Houck who came out the other day and said we're taking it too far. And uh, you know, honestly though, if I were there though, <laughs> you'd find me at Aleworks because they got good burgers. It's a cool ass bar. And they have a shit ton of beers from Missoula in there. There's more Missoula beers than I think Bozeman beers there. And so, I tell I can tell all these uh, you know MSU students really can drink some good and and uh, you know nice beers from my neck of the woods at a pretty damn cool bar. So that's where you'd find me for sure. All right, producer Jerry is okay with the hypothetical, but he's going to definitely be giving points to the. Why Montana is Brent State even on this call two, right now? <laughs> having two responses there. Before we get to our fantasy builder, uh, just a reminder, the Big Sky Big Takes is a joint production of Montana Mint Sports and the Big Sky Podcast Network. Uh, We are proud to be sponsored by the Montana Mint Store. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for the Montana Mint, and we love them. We love them. Especially because they're mostly us. (laughs) Those of us from Montana, or who, by the way, thanks for that scream. Those of us from Montana uh, know one thing about fashion in the Big Sky. If a store makes a cool design... Every single person in the state will be wearing it in just a few short months. We're looking at you, home, shirt, and outline of Montana with roots coming out of it hat. That drove our buds at the Montana Mint Store crazy, so they decided to just do limited runs of everything they produce. When you buy from the Montana Mint, you can rest assured that only a small number of that design and color were made, giving you a chance to stand out among the crowd. Check out all their new gear today at Montana-Mint.com. And just from the Idaho perspective, I got to tell you guys, it's not just like that in Montana. It's like that everywhere. There's like three total University of Idaho shirts. Go to Montana-Mint.com. Get some, get some of the shirts there you won't see anywhere else. Jumping in to our Big Sky Fantasy Builder. You guys know the drill. Round one will be quarterbacks. Two will be running backs. Three will be wide receivers. Round four will be flex. And just so no one forgets, Troy Anderson is not an acceptable flex option. But Travis Johnson is. Tycoon prejudice. Can we ask a commissioner's ruling on why that is? Yeah, Jerry will send you the official memo (laughs) after we're done recording. Thank you. (laughs) Starting with quarterbacks. Round one. Bear Tycoon, it was very kind of you to put yourself as the number one pick for quarterbacks. Who are you taking this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, thanks, Jerry, uh, for, for giving me this number one spot. I know it's, it's, uh, it's not going to help you get a, get a pay raise or even get a paycheck, but very much appreciated. I got to go. My boy, Case Cookies, I love him. Love him. And I've been waiting all year to be a panelist so I can take him. They're playing Idaho, who Brian... Sorry, Idaho can give up a lot of points. Case Cookis is my pick, number one overall, and I'm so excited. Hot take, Nate. You're number two. What quarterback are you taking? Oh, I want to take Tucker Rovick so bad just to do it, but I'm going to take. Uh, <laughs> and I think this is. A, I think this is. I think this is in part in the rules. I'm checking over it. Jerry's like, yeah. Uh, Nate Kettinger Ham, uh, North Dakota against Southern Utah. So for the record, or for those listening, that's Nate Ketteringham. A parlay oh, before you, you are that? taken. Just yeah, Ketteringham. Just oh, so okay. you know, parlay before you go. I checked with producer Jerry, and yards after interception are not added to Tucker Rovig's total. In case he was your <laughs> next pick, so parlay. Knowing that, who are you gonna? Who do you want to draft number three? Um, I think I'd happily take the guy who's going to score the most points. Sorry, you know I. I've, if you average out my picks, I'm like below fourth here, so I've got to do extra work on the side. 
Eric Berrier is scoring the most points this weekend. Bears Haikun, I like I like that pick. Portland State <laughs> has given up the most passing touchdowns in the leagues, and we all and we know in fantasy touchdowns are king. Brent, last pick, who you taking? Oh, thank you guys so much. <clears throat> I'm taking my boy, Dalton Sneed. He shows up in big games. Uh, five pass five TDs against Davis, uh, three last week against Weaver. Senior, he's ready to go. Dalton Sneed is gonna light up the litter box. It's gonna be great. He's my QB. All right, moving into round two, we have running backs. Brent, you were the last pick of the first round. You're the first pick of running backs. Who are you taking? Well, easy, easy. I'm going to take the uh, leading touchdown scorer in the Big Sky Conference, Marcus Knight. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's got a rough matchup, but I, I like the emotional head you're going with. I learned that term on the show. Parlay, number two, who are you taking? Well, you know, Gillum Jr. showed how porous – the Portland State defense is. And Antoine Custer Jr. is going to cut through their defense like hot take Nate through cold Bud Light. Or Coors Light. Sorry, Nate. Coors Light. Coors Light. Thank you. And uh, Jerry will edit that part out. So we got Antoine Custer, number two. Bear Tycoon, number three. Actually, sorry, that's wrong. Hot take Nate, number three. Oh, thank you for giving me that one. Uh, Bear Tycoon put himself at first of every single round. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Isaiah Fonse. He's healthy. He's back, baby. Uh, I saw him playing at uh, UC Davis last weekend in person. I saw it with my own eyes. He's cutting. He's juking. He's jiving. Uh, Isaiah Fonse is going to carve up that Grizzly defense, and uh, I got him on my fantasy team, so I'm going to be very thankful. I'll take Nate with the gamble based off of Fonse's injuries. Bear Tycoon closes out. I'm going Josh Davis, Weber State. Easy. Could still be hurt. Yeah, he might be hurt. That's a really bad pick. That's a really – that's actually a really that bad was, pick. That was terrible. <laughs> horrible pick. That's a horrible pick. Very happy. Very happy he, about it. He is – so Barrett Tycoon's obviously protecting his actual running back pick for the flex round. So <laughs> wide receiver round three, hot take Nate, you're first. Oh, I'm going to do it. Kevin Cassis. I was gonna say I was gonna say I was gonna say the Torre kid from uh, UM, but I would never do that on Cat Grizz weekend. Kevin Cassis, he's gonna catch a couple TDs, maybe uh, eighty to ninety yards on some shitty Tuckerovic passes. He's that good of a receiver that he makes Tuckerovic look good. Kevin Cassis, interesting taking Montana State's second best receiver first. Brent, you're next. <laughs> That's a solid pick, though. The Grizzly defense made Mason Petrino and his core look pretty good the other couple weeks ago. So. True. <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, I'm, I'm following a trend here. Uh, one receiver in the last three weeks has 462 yards and seven touchdowns in the last three weeks alone. That's the best receiver in the Big Sky Conference, Samori Touré, Montana Grizzlies. That's the easy pick, though. All right, Bear Tycoon, who are you rolling with? Well, I'm going. I'm going straight uh, heart overhead. Uh, this will be the last time I see this player play in person. I think, uh, unless I'm able to travel to a playoff game, I'm going Jerry Louis McGee. I love him. I don't know if he's going to put up any points, but I'm going to be excited to root for him. And I am taking my boy JLM. Barrett Tycoon may be showing why he's a better host. Montana Parlay, last pick <laughs> of the wide receiver round. Well, you know, I was actually thinking about taking this guy's quarterback before you guys left me the best one in the third pick. I'm taking J.J. Koski, touchdown machine for Cal Poly. He's playing against 
a little team called the University of Northern Colorado. All right, going with the matchup, and our last round is a flex pick. So any wide receiver, running back, tight end who is not Troy Anderson, Brent, first pick. Oh, man. So I, I was going to take Jerry Louis McGee, so I had this, like, perfect Grizz fantasy Do team. It. And then it, I can't because, friggin', you know, the, 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 the <laughs> damn host just shows up at his first time picking and just grabs a random guy here. And now I got him. Now I'm scrambling trying to find somebody here. So uh, let's see. I don't believe I've heard the name, but uh, Brandon Porter, NAU wide receiver, uh, Case Cookus's last game uh, in the Dome. Porter's his main dude. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. Hopefully no one else picked him in receivers. No one has picked Brandon Porter yet. Barrett Tycoon, Ooh. you're next, but just got an update in uh, from producer Jerry. He's following the Idaho beat reporter. Jeff Cotton is playing against Northern Arizona this week. Barrett Tycoon, who you got? Whoa, well, hang on now. That After makes I made my pick. I'm told that <laughs> that makes this very easy. Um, as a hat tip to Brian for doing a great job as our co-host, as a hat tip to Chris Hammond for being the ultimate Idaho fanboy on Twitter, I'll go Jeff Cotton. And that's exactly how you make it to the finals. Montana Parlay, who you got? Your last pick. Well, let's see. This is going to round out my lineup. The first team I believe to go over. 100 points in one week. <laughs> and that's going to be Dewey, Trans, Sampson. Y- you guys all saw the Bobcats run the hell over Northern Colorado. Well, that's what he's going to do on Saturday. I- I'm thinking I'm going to score around 123 points this week. Though we like the confidence, we uh, Jerry's going to knock you a point. It's Zooey with a Z. I know it's spelled with a D, but pronounced with a Z, what? FYI. Hot take, Nate. Last pick of the round. I think it's uh, iffy on the Vietnamese pronunciations of those things uh, living here in Central California. It's 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 up to interpretation. But I'm okay. going to go with Travis. It is. I think I'm with Jake here. I'm with uh, Montana Parlay here. I, I'm going to go with uh, Travis Johnson for my flex. He's everything. So we got we got a few teams look good, a few teams questionable. Nice. Uh, producer Jerry is running the numbers. It's pretty. It's pretty close. Um, I, I don't. I, I think he actually likes a little bit of the analysis out of Montana Parlay. So Parlay, you're our finalist from oh, the sure. cat side. Woo! And uh, now this, I Uh-oh. Uh-oh. this might just this might just be Uh-oh. charity. Uh, oh, no. Bear Tycoon, welcome uh. to the finals. <laughs> yeah, I did it. And uh, <laughs> remember, uh, that zip code is 83814 for the check. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> bullshit. Our showdown. Question number one. Who wins in a cage fight between Jeff Choate and Bobby Houck? Montana Parlay. Ha! This is hilarious. You know what? Nate has a better chance of passing a field sobriety test after the game on Saturday than Bobby Houck does beating Jeff Choate in a cage match. Choate within <laughs> 10 seconds. Bear Tycoon, are, are you as excited about Jeff Choate based off his extensive line of female clothing at jeffchote.com? What? So I'll say Jeff Choate will definitely be better prepared. Jeff Choate will definitely have a more expensive full Under Armour outfit as he climbs into the cage. But Bobby Houck 
is not going to give a fuck. He's going to play dirty. He's going to do whatever it takes to take down Jeff Jones. I'm going Bobby Houck as long as we got a ref that's looking the other way. Question two, and huge asterisk again. We talked about it in Fantasy Builder. But if Tucker Rovick throws interceptions and their yards returned, these do not count towards his total yards. The question is, will Tucker Rovig finish Saturday's game with over or under 170 yards passing Bear Tycoon? I mean, I I alluded to this earlier. I think uh, I don't think Tucker Tucker Rovig's going to see much of the field. I think this is going to be a Troy Anderson led offense, and they're going to stuff the ball, try to stuff the ball down the grid's throat. I'm going way under on 170 yards passing. And Montana Parlay. I'm hoping he's right because if we are under, that means we're controlling the ball, we're controlling the clock, and the cats are going to win this thing. Um, under 170. So we we have two people with the unders, and in an odd scoring, Jerry and I have decided we actually don't care about your answer to the first question, and we're going to award one point each uh, for that question two uh, because we had two completely different takes landing on the same spot. So that's actually not too bad. Question three, what does Troy Anderson's offensive stat line look like at the end of the game, Bear Tycoon? I think Troy Anderson is going to... Uh, probably go four of 12 passing. Oh, no, I'm going to say four four of eight passing for 45 yards and 20 rush attempts for, God, I don't know, 120 yards and three touchdowns. Trey Anderson is going to be in offensive force for the Bobcats. Come set. Montana Parlay. I'm hoping, although Travis Johnson looked great. I love that he's been healthy, or got healthy, so they're going to mix it up between the two, and I'm hoping it's about 10-plus rushes, at least 100 yards, three passes. He doesn't need much. Just a few dumps, a couple Tebow passes, and at least two total TDs. Might even add to a defensive touchdown there, too. So two and a half, we'll say, all leading to the cap victory. Now, because that answer sounds like it came from someone who watches cat football, we're, we're going to give points to Montana Parlay there. So our <laughs> last question, the Grizz have a lot of different offensive weapons. Who besides Dalton Sneed is most likely to go off for Montana this Saturday? Montana Parlay. Okay, so Grizz have great receivers. Uh, I don't know what Sammy Akem, if he's healthy or not, and everyone's going to be keen on Toure. Cats match up well with their corners. So the guy I'm most scared about is Jerry Lou McGee out of the slot, trying to go ISO on some linebackers. I think the Grizz are kind of going to try to get him a big game, and I'm a little worried about it. And Bear Tycoon. I mean, you left the number one wide receiver in the Big Sky Conference in terms of yards, in terms of touchdowns uh, on the board. Torre is going to light it up, and I couldn't couldn't be happier. I love it. Sneed's going to have a great game, and all the receivers are going to have a great game. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait for Saturday. Now, this is unprecedented. Uh, we're going to give Bear Tycoon points there, so we have a tie. Now, Brent, what? I got a question for you. Um, I just got to make sure that we have this correct. I really got to make sure we did this right. Brent, <laughs> in the big sky, if we have enough teams tied, the Oh, the gosh. jury, sorry, You're what we go to to break the tie you? is Sagarin rankings. That's Sagarin rankings, isn't it, Brent? It is Sagarin rankings. That is correct, yes. 
And, you know, we just pulled this up and Montana somehow is ranked only 37 positions higher than Montana is this, State is the in Sagarin rankings. Is the fix in? So, based off the tie break, our winner is Bear Tycoon. Oh, my God. Bear Tycoon. <laughs> what, what do you have to say? Tell us what, what the hell's wrong with the Big Sky or what's going on this weekend. Yeah, well, look, Montana Parlay, hard-fought battle, but rules are rules. It is real good to win a championship 1-0 as a panelist on the show. Um, <laughs> let me talk about uh, – I think we're all very excited for Cat Grizz, and we should be. Um, we're all very excited for playoffs, and we should be. But let me just give one more plug uh, to everything that we're doing here at the Big Sky Podcast Network, the Montana Mint sports all the podcasts we're putting out the grizz fan pod big sky big takes the montana mint sports pod and everyone within the big sky podcast network all of this works because we have great fans we have listeners that are growing every week and this can only grow based on uh, uh, your guys support and the easiest way you can support us is by you know telling your friends about what we're doing sharing what we're yeah, putting up on social media because we want to make this as big as possible and give you next season even more solid content covering Big Sky Football, which we know you love. And Barrett Tycoon, last question. And this is a question for everyone. I want to hear your score prediction for this Saturday, and I want you to tell us where people can find you online. I mean, I think it's gonna. I think the Grizz are going to be aggressive um, and. I like I like their chances in this game. I'm going 35-21 Grizzlies, and you can obviously find me at Bear Tycoon on Twitter. Brent, score prediction, where can people find you? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little lower-scoring game. A lot of these Grizz-Cat games tend to be a little, little physical out the gate, take some little ways to get rolling. My prediction is Grizz win 24-21, you can find me at Grizz Fan Pod. That's Mike, Luke, and myself. And you can find us talking Grizz all the time there. And hot take, Nate. Score prediction. Where can we all find you? Well, uh, first off, it's Cat Grizz, and everybody knows that even if you're a Montana fan. Uh, so you can find me at uh, Hot Take Nate on Twitter. I'm part of the Montana Mint Sports Podcast. Always calling out the Grizz on their crazy shit. Especially Brent, especially their guest that they just had, Andrew Schmidt. But uh, you can find us Thanks there. Thanks for listening, man. Montana Parlay, you just had the real tough loss. Yeah. Will you be avenged this Saturday? Where can we find you? Well, as Nate said, you know, that whole Grizzcat stuff is garbage. Not even Admiral Nimitz would call it the Navy Army game. You know, he has enough respect for tradition. So it's Cat Grizz once and for all. And you know what? I might be sounding like a downer, but cats are pulling this out. 23 to 20. That's right. And you can find me at Montana Parlay on Twitter, Instagram, and you might see uh, Nate be taken off to jail this weekend on those feeds. (laughs) We can only hope. Thanks, everyone, for downloading. And until next time, let's go Cat Grizz.